Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 40 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. This week, my guest is Mecca Woods, astrologer who's been featured in Bustle and Essence Magazine and Exo Nicole, Pop Sugar Fusion, and Lane Bryant. You might remember Mecca from episode five, so she is back, and she's going to talk about the Mercury in retrograde. Yes, Mercury's in retrograde again, as always. It feels like all the time. Um, but she's also going to talk about astrological themes for 2018 as we all begin to prepare to make our plans to make 2018 amazing. Um, I even threw out some of your listener questions to Mecca and she answered them. So stay tuned to check that out in the interview coming up later. But now it's time for Booney's Pick of the Week. And um, I know, I know, people probably have not watched this show in a long time, and I was one of them, Project Runway, but I got pecked back in this season, okay? And this is like the first time I watched since it left Bravo, which was, I don't even know how long ago that was, but whenever it left Bravo is when I stopped watching Project Runway, but I watched it for this season because they had diverse models, so this is the first season that they had plus-size models, and some of my favorite plus-size models were on the show, and so I watched it. But my pick of the week, I fell in love with one of the designers, Kenya. Love, 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 love her. <laughs> I think I might have, like, dropped a couple tears when she got kicked off. But she is an incredible, an incredible designer, and she makes pieces that are just tailored to the gods, and they fit a woman's body no matter her size, like perfection. So I don't know if you guys are interested in going back and watching the whole season because it's over. Kenya did not win, um, which I was really sad about. But I will say the person that she lost to, like Kentaro's um, whole fucking runway collection was just pure perfection. And I'm not even a big like couture fashionista, but that shit was like incredible. It really took my breath away. So I feel like the person who should have won did ultimately win, but I really was rooting for Kenya. And so now I follow her on Instagram and I will tag her. Her pieces are amazing. And, um, I just think it's dope. And she's on pick of the week because I just watched the reunion special. (laughs) And I just loved her realness. And she was telling the other designers off. But it really was a good season. If you're bored while you're off during the holidays and you want to get back in, I will put the link to Kenya's Instagram and her website uh, in the notes if you want to check it out because she is selling some of her pieces. So I think I might save some coin and get like a dress from her because that shit fit like per. Oh my gosh, she's dope. All right, guys, you know, season two is winding down. So after you listen to this episode, there are only three episodes left in season two of the Boonie Breakdown and for the year 2017. Um, So yes, last episode will drop on Christmas morning. So feel free to listen to it sometime during that week. But I just want to keep making you guys prepared. Um, There will be probably no new episodes in January, and the podcast will come back on Monday, February 5th. Okay, so that's when season three starts, so you can mark your calendar. When you can get your weekly dosage of Booney again is February 5th, 2018. 
All right. So last week I asked about SoundCloud in the episode with Carolyn Pierre Outlaw. Um, I noticed only one person voted to try to save SoundCloud. So I'm going to give you guys to the end of this year. If you listen to this podcast on SoundCloud and it is your preferred method of listening to this podcast and you want me to keep the Booney Breakdown on SoundCloud, then you need to email me. You need to DM me. You need to tweet me. You need to write on the Facebook page. You need to do something because otherwise SoundCloud will be going away. Okay. So, um, you guys, there is a new blog post up on thebooniebreakdown.com. I did a product review of uh, Pure Home. She also had a coupon code, which I think is available through December 5th. If you want to try out some natural, um, non-toxic, plant-based home cleaning products, you should check that out. They are Booney approved. I've used them. They're great. So head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com if you want to check out that blog post and check out those products. You guys know the deal now. You can continue to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, The Booney Breakdown, Twitter, Booney Breakdown. Um, I love that this week you guys really shared episode 39, the um, episode with Caroline Caroline, ah, sorry, Carolyn uh, Pierre Outlaw, who is the creator of the Rhonda M.D. Mitchell web series. I know a few of you checked out the web series, so thanks for doing that. I appreciate the support. And like Issa Rae said, we're rooting for everybody black. So if you've yet to go check out that web series, you can do so. The links are all in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com for episode 39. So just, again, your homework, if you listen on SoundCloud, I'm telling you, it's going to go away. So I don't want to hear it in 2018 if you guys did not vote to save it. <laughs> um, I also want to thank you guys for um, for supporting the sponsor for last week's episode. It is awesome when you guys support the sponsors who support the show because that keeps the show running. So I appreciate that. And... I love it. Keep sharing it. If you do an Insta story share of you listening to the podcast, I will share it and tag you on my Instagram. So that is it, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Booney. And this episode, my guest, she's a repeat guest, um, is Mecca Woods. She was on episode five back in March, which seems like forever ago. So welcome back to the Booney Breakdown, Mecca. Hey, Booney. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's good to be back. I know I I've hope I know a few people have kept up with your horoscopes <laughs> and reading on your site. So I'm excited. I got a few questions from some Yay. listeners. But um before we get into that, can you kind of fill us in on what's new with you, what's been happening, what's sure. coming up? Um, wow, yeah. it's funny because um we're just talking about like how fast this year blew by. Um, it was crazy is that I like 
I feel like I opened and closed the year like being published um, in like, you know, like some pretty like major places. So like, um, I don't know if you remember, but like at the top half of this year, I got published in Essence. Like that was like my first thing. And then since then, Mm -hmm. I have gotten a book deal with Simon & Schuster. So Shut up! (laughs) Go ahead, girls! You know, I'm out here. I'm out here, you know. Um, But um, yeah, so I'm really excited. So the the book, it's going to be on um, self-care and astrology. And that is going to be out by uh, the fall of 2018. So I'm really excited about that. So I had um, another author on, um, are you on like a writing schedule? Like, how are you prepping for writing a book? Um, so as of December, I've um, you know, kind of shut some things down um, in terms of like clients and things like that. Because, I mean, you know, since the beginning of the year, I'd say that like my client roster has grown significantly which has been really amazing that's good news um yeah, yeah I, i've i've definitely been seeing like a lot of growth just across the board in terms of like you know getting my ma- my name out there getting recognized for my work and um getting you know more people who are getting familiar with what i do so i've, I've been really happy and grateful you know for that um but in terms of managing the book um time management <laughs> you know i'm a sad so it's like time management always have to be on top of it otherwise you know time will easily get away from me but I am definitely on a writing schedule you know I try to do it um at least every day um and so I'm looking forward like you know this mercury retrograde that's coming up is so funny because I'm actually looking forward to like getting a lot of work during that time because I feel like December even though it's Sag season and and Sag season is always like for partying and having fun and kind of you know uh taking a break from all the hustle and bustle um I feel like this Mercury retrograde is going to give me like an excuse to kind of like stay my stay my butt home and and <laughs> and do what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yes, it is Sag season. So Sag girls rock. Woo! Yay. My birthday is coming up on the 14th. Oh, yes, we're birthday twins. Are you serious? Yes. December 14th is my birthday, too. That is so awesome. Like, I knew you were a SAG, but I didn't know we had the same birthday. (laughs) Look at that. That's so crazy. (laughs) I've met, it's so funny, along, like, the journey of life, I've met a few Mm -hmm. people who've had the same birthday. And when I went to college, the guy who, like, lived in the room right next door to me, he had the Mm -hmm. same birthday. It's this other girl on Twitter. She has the same yes. birthday, and now you. Yes. I actually have uh, one other person um, who, ha- who she has a birth. We we're, we call each other uh, like every year because she she moved out to California. So it's like it's funny because we're like bicoastal sages, um, <laughs> which makes sense. You know? <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. So, okay. So I, what I did, I did some homework, which <laughs> I had a few months to do it since our last yes. um, episode we did mm-hmm. together. And because I had never done a natal chart. And so I said I was going to do it and I did it and I had to like find where right. I saved it because I knew I had like made it a PDF, but whatever. I found it. And so I know officially, because I always like Sheikah, if you listen to episodes of Chrissy and Sheikah, <laughs> They're always like, my moon, I'm rising okay. this. I didn't know. So my okay. sun is in Sagittarius. My moon is in Virgo. And I'm Libra rising. Oh, 
Oh, nice. Okay. So you got this Edge Sun that is all about like knowledge and learning and sort of broadening uh, your life experiences. And then that Virgo moon wants to make sure that those experiences are useful, right? And and, mm. and, and being productive and, and organizing um, how those experiences come through. And then the Libra rising wants to present that in the most um, aesthetically pleasing way as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, whenever whenever um, I talk about Li- Libra risings, I think um beauty you know beauty art culture is one thing that definitely motivates a liberalizing as well as like how to maximize uh their like connections like with others and i think that kind of speaks to like you know you you having a podcast yeah that's so interesting and i i'm gonna start because i got um before we go through everything else and we could talk about sex season all day long and I could talk about myself as well. But so you, you just mentioned like um, how some of these aspects of astrology play into the things that you do in life. And I got a question from a listener mm-hmm. and this question is from Brandis. And she said, you know, I'm one of those people that I love reading about astrology, but I don't necessarily feel like I identify with, my astrological mm-hmm. sign. Any advice for people like me? <laughs> sure. Well, hey, Brandis. Um, well, actually, you know, that's not that's not actually like an uncommon thing. Um, I think, you know, I, I actually have a, a blog post uh, on my website uh, that I share from time to time that kind of tells people what to do when they do, you know, like when they don't identify with their uh, sign. And I'd say it's usually a matter of like, you know, getting your chart in front of you or like having uh, a professional astrologer do your chart because then you get to see that um, astrology is more than like just about like your sun sign, even though the sun sign is very important because like your, your sun is like your core self. But you, as you know, as you just stated, you know, there's a moon sign, there's a rising, there's Venus and Mars and Mercury and like all these different things and how the planets uh, interact with one another says a big deal. Like um, recently I did a chart for a Leo and she was also in the same boat. She was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't identify with that Leo of like, you know, being, you know, out there and self-centered and wanting attention. And of course she has the majority of her planets in the 12th house, which is like the house of like, uh, you know, behind the scenes and secrets and things like that. So it made a lot of sense that she didn't identify with that, that Leo nine part of like being Mm. seen because everything that she was doing was more kind of like behind the scenes, but she still needed to have a certain amount of attention in some way. So yeah, it, it really, I think the birth chart, one reason why I like, you know, the idea of del- delving into it is because you get to see like how many layers there is to astrology as well as how many layers there is to a person. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think when I did the natal chart, I was kind of like, Oh, I didn't realize it was so many things like, <laughs> yes. and I yes. was like shocked that Sagittarius came up in a lot of those. Mm, mm, I'm like mm, it was like Uranus and I think Mercury um so yeah that came up a lot it was the same one (laughs) yeah so yeah Yeah. and and it's funny too and like when people say that maybe they have things that like uh like for instance like you know somebody like I don't like Scorpios I don't like Geminis and then they'll have like a Gemini moon or a Scorpio rising and then they're like what you know so it's (laughs) it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny yeah like 
I was like kind of happy that I didn't see Gemini. <laughs> I did have quite a, I had like mm-hmm. Aquarius and Venus. I think oh, okay. I had Aquarius nice. and Venus yeah. and in Mars. So, I, I, I mean, it's interesting because um, yeah. I think when you combine uh, Venus, I'm, I'm sorry, not Venus, but Aquarius and Sagittarius energy, it just increases the need for freedom. <laughs> yes. I think that's people who know me are probably laughing. Um, <laughs> and it's, I feel like I am a typical Sagittarius in that regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like whenever I feel confined or I'm being held back, it just irritates, like it just irritates me so much. Right. And I feel trapped. No, I, I completely um, get it. My, my moon is an Aquarius. So I, I completely understand. Yeah, one day. I'm like, one day. I think, because, you know, you always see, like, Sagittarius have that commitment problem, they say. Yeah. that need for freedom or something like that, they say. So. (laughs) Right, right. Maybe one day. (laughs) I'll get it together. Right. Well, I mean, you know, every every sign has its gifts and it has room for growth. And so, like, I mean, you know, it's not to say that, like, Sagittarians have, like, uh, a lockdown, you know, when it comes to, like, it, like everything's on lock when it comes to, like, Sagittarius and, and freedom. Um, I think each sign needs freedom in, in its own way. But I just think in t- terms of Sagittarius, the commitment phobia is really more about, like, not wanting to uh, betray their soul you know like a sag has a thing about like wanting to be um true you know wanting to be honest uh and i think when there's an issue around commitment is usually because they are not in a place where they feel like they can like you know can be themselves or they're not in a place where they feel like Mm. there's room room for growth because that's the other thing that sagittarius is about like you need to know that i can grow here or i need I, i need to know that i can grow with you so yeah read my life um (laughs) (laughs) so we just mentioned mercury retrograde the last Mm -hmm. one of 2017 and i think it'll probably start this episode's probably going to air on the 4th december 4th so Mm -hmm. it just started the day before right so what is it, it does it matter when retrograde happens and like since it's in Sagittarius is it a different things that we should avoid or focus on during this retrograde Yeah um each retrograde tends to have a theme to it depending on like the sign the sign that it's in and like Mercury being in Sagittarius is really not an easy place for Mercury to be because um, like Mercury, Mercury is more at home in its sign, like its natural signs, like Gemini, like Virgo, um, because it, you know, Mercury is about analysis and, you know, uh, discernment, you know, picking up the facts and paying attention to the details, those kinds of things. Sagittarius is more about like big picture, you know, broad minded, higher, uh, ideals, you know, kind of stuff. And so a lot of times when Mercury is in Sagittarius, uh, it can miss some of the details or it can miss some of the facts, you know, that may be necessary in order to, you know, tell a proper story. So, yeah. So I think, you know, with this retrograde, um, some of the themes that may come up is really around like discretion, you know, maybe an issue um, just because Sagittarius, you know, loves to kind of put things and put people on blast. Um, <laughs> 
which is, I mean, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, especially when you're talking about things that, you know, you need to, uh, you know, standing up for something or speaking one's truth. But, you know, um, I think sometimes, you know, especially in the age of social media, where we just kind of just jump on and just kind of like, you know, say whatever comes to our mind and, you know, just kind of like, kind of, you know, talk ourselves into holes sometimes. I think we may see a lot of people kind of saying stuff um, over the next couple of weeks and kind of getting, I mean, we see it now. I'm like, we're already like in, in, yeah. in the retrograde shadow. And I think, you know, a lot of it is just kind of like, you know, and, and then also not only that, but also being like really bombarded with a lot of information, you know, just too much <laughs> information. It's so much. Uh, it's like such yes, overload. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I, I'm always kind of telling folks, like, uh, regardless of whether, whether we're in the retrograded or not, but just, just being mindful of like how much information and how much news and Twitter and all that, you know, um, you know, we absorb because uh, it, it does, it, it does start to kind of mess with you after a while if you're on it a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think it'll be, especially to like, we're getting ready to uh, have a full moon on Sunday, which actually kicks off the retrograde, um, a full moon mm-hmm. in Gemini, which is like, uh, you know, a full moon on steroids practically. So, so, you know, I think it is going to be really <laughs> important, like, um, of just, like I said, just being really mindful of like the things that we say and, you know, the, the news that we're getting and, and just kind of taking our time to kind of really think things over. Cause the other thing, you know, about Sagittarius is that uh, we can be quite impulsive, you know, and kind of like, you know, just like, let's do it, let's go. And it's kind of like, Mary. wait a minute, you know, we don't have all the, do we have the whole story? Do we have all the facts? Do we have everything we need first? And so I think, you know, being able to get through this Mercury retrograde is really going to be dependent upon, um, being able to slow down, um, being able to, uh, you know, um, utilize silence. I think, um, silence is golden (laughs) might have to be the, like the mantra, um, over the next couple of weeks and, and just really just, um, kind of going back over things that really have to do with like, um, you know, figuring out the truth or figuring out one's truth, um, things like, things like that. So like, so this retrograde, because you mentioned like things might not be as they appear. So it probably isn't like a good time to like start new things. Like should you like tidy, like finish up loose ends, but not try not to start anything new? Right. Well, I know a lot of people tend to get a bit freaked out about that because I mean, you know, life is life and there's sometimes like you can't put things off, you know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. I always tell people just to kind of like use it like um like a good rule of thumb is kind of like you know can this wait like if it, if it's something that isn't pressing or it isn't urgent you know it might be something best left to until like after the retrograde and you know retrograde is usually a time for like going back over things and re- reviewing or reassessing things um so that you can fine tune it or fix it or repair it in some cases. And then by the time Mercury starts going forward again, you know, you can move ahead with it. But yeah, this is definitely a time to sort of uh, finish what's already on, 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 you know, our plates, Um, especially as we're coming to close, you know, like closing out the year and getting prepared for Mm -hmm. uh, what the new year has to bring. So I think this is definitely a great time to like, to take care of the unfinished business. And, um, you know, like I said, if it, if it's something that you can put off, if, if it's not like a pressing or urgent matter, I definitely may want to save it to later. And the other thing about, um, 
you know, if, if it is something that's pressing, you know, just try to make sure you have like all the facts, you know, read the fine print, you know, um, make sure you are clear, you know, you, if it's like an agreement or something you need to sign or whatever, just, just try to be as clear as possible and make sure you're on the same page with everybody that's involved. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking like, this is one of the reasons why I love having a December birthday, because it's like a new year for me. And it's like the new count, ca- like the new calendar year, and so it all like lines up for the fresh start. And so I think I was wondering about the timing of this retrograde. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, would that have any impact on people beginning to like make the foundation and lay out plans for you know starting twenty eighteen off right? Um, I I think so. I think retrogrades in general can be really useful, um, just because tend to live in a very forward-driven sort of culture and a a very forward-driven kind of world where the idea of taking off or taking time seems to be um, kind of crazy or, you know, it's sort of being pegged as like being lazy or, you know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. retrogrades really is just about like, you know, um, reflection, you know, reflection, uh, retrospect, you know, kind of looking, looking behind us, you know, just to kind of see like where we've been so that we can get clearer idea in terms of like where we're headed. And, you know, I think this time of year, having a retrograde kind of coincides with, um, you know, cause like the, the sign to actually end the calendar year is Capricorn and Capricorn is actually an interesting sign because it it ends a year Mm -hmm. and it begins a year at the same time, right? And a lot of what we tend to do around Capricorn season is that idea of like reflection, of like looking back. And that's why like um, Capricorns tend to be associated like with the goat, you know, scaling the mountain because, you know, as as you're kind of going up, they're also looking back to see like how far they've come. And and also looking ahead to see how far they have yet to go. So, you know, mm. Capricorn, Saturn and all that, you know, like the, the planet that's associated with Capricorn is has a lot to do with time and like how we manage time. And so retrograde, you know, having a retrograde around this time of year makes a lot of sense in, in the sense of just like where we tend to be um, just energetically and just like where, where our minds tend to be. So I definitely think a, a Mercury retrograde can be helpful, um, like I said, for, for just kind of um, looking and like assessing like, you know, where we, where we've been and getting an idea of like where we're headed. The only thing I would say um, about that is just like to, for, for folks to try not for, for people not to get too caught up in like the past. Um, and you know what I mean? Because ultimately Sagittarius is a very generic, very forward thinking kind of sign. And so um, if there is looking <laughs> back, you know, it should be more of the lines of like, you know, what can I do better? Or um, mm-hmm. what did I miss? You know, what kind of clues or, or, you know, things might ha- I have missed that might help me, you know, on, along my journey or along my travels. This was a very unique um, listener question and mm-hmm. it was um do do mercury when mercury goes in retrograde during these mm-hmm. times and with the different moon phases does that have mm-hmm. any effect on animals i'd be seeing some weird shit <laughs> and i'm like you know animals have those senses they know what's happening Oh yeah, I mean, um, I and animals, of course. I think yeah, they they're definitely sensitive to, um, like the moon phases and the different planetary happenings. I think, um, just in general, in terms of like where we are, like collectively, um, 
I think we're all animals, plants, humans, all of us alike. We're all just kind of in the space of like, whew, you know, like, like, like oh, I just need to catch my breath. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely um, say that the animals are affected. So um, I, I, w- I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be. All right. So everyone, what do we have? Like, what is it like 31 days until 2018 now? Um, and yeah. are there any big trends for 2018? And I do have one specific question, but I'm going to let you answer that one first. And I'm going to okay. see if it comes up. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, well, yes, there are. um there are some major themes uh, coming up for 2018, um, and that's because we are having two big, big heavy hitter planets uh, moving into brand new signs. And um, that first one, so um, actually, I, I guess you can even say like Jupiter kind of set set the stage for it because Jupiter uh, moved into Scorpio back in October. And we'll be okay. there um, until next November, I believe, November 2018, um, because Jupiter stays in, t- in a sign for about 13 months, 12 to 13 months. Um, so Jupiter's in Scorpio now, and like I said, it'll be there next year. Um, the other big shift that's happening is that Saturn, um, the planet of hard work and duty and responsibility and reality and all those things um, is moving home to Capricorn um, on December 19th, I believe. And that's going to be really big for anyone who has a lot of Capricorn, Aries, Libra, or um, Cancer, you know, in their charts, Um, Saturn moving home uh, to Capricorn. And then, um, you know, Saturn stays in the sign for about two and a half years. So we'll have, you know, we'll be doing, dealing with Saturnian, very Saturnian things um, over the next two and a half years. And then um, Uranus, which is a planet of uh, both freedom and independence and instability is going to be moving into uh Taurus uh by mm. the spring of next year. So um Some basically big planetary changes. Yes. So basically what's happening is that these three planets um you know they're going to be in what we call like feminine signs and um feminine signs are basically all of like the water and the the earth signs and the goal of uh, feminine signs is, you know, to conserve, to, um, to build, to security, like se- uh, security is a big deal. So I think we're going to be having lots of conversations around what security means, boundaries, you know, I think we're already starting to see that, like with Jupiter being in Scorpio, and um, there's a lot of conversations around, you know, um, in, you know, intimacy and sex and what constitutes as, you know, uh, going, you know, going way over the line and what constitutes as, as respecting someone's boundaries, you know what I mean? So, um, and, and like the, okay. the management of power, you know, and the imbalance of power, like all, all these kinds of things are like starting to come up. Um, but with Saturn being in Capricorn and Uranus being in Taurus, like, you know, earth is all about like, uh, tangible security. So money is going to be a big, big, uh, you know, finances, the world market. I think, you know, we are going to be heading into like more conservative times, you know, when it comes to money. So in terms of like where, what we should be focused on, I think what we're going to start to see is like a shift around values, like what we're willing to spend money on, what we deem as being important in terms of like long-term security and short-term. I think, you know, Uranus and Aries has been a, 
big sort of force and influence around like entrepreneurship. Okay. And so Uranus being in Taurus, I think is really going to be like how to take those sort of like the that that Aries like passion and that spark and like wanting to kind of um, do things on your own and, you know, kind of have like, you know, uh, create your own lane. And Taurus is going to want to um, actually make sure that we have some tangible and viable skills that we can actually sell um, and market. Uh, because I think sometimes what you're, you're honest in areas has been a big push around like, um, you know, social media and technology and things like that. But I think Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Capricorn is also going to kind of make us push back and say like, okay, but what kind of like skills do you have outside of just like, you know, the virtual world? That's interesting. Because that's where everyone is in that space. It's the easiest way to become an entrepreneur. And I was, (laughs) I think I was listening. I'm trying to think the Nod podcast. And they did Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. like scavenger hunt challenge because they were trying to find black businesses that were like brick and mortar that Mm. weren't online. And it was very hard. And they were in New York, like in Brooklyn. (laughs) And they were saying like how hard of a task that was. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that is that I think the internet and, you know, where we are um, in terms of technology has been really amazing in terms of like connecting people and allowing people to build businesses, especially like, you know, um, minorities, like people of color, women, you know, like um, there's a, a certain leverage that we've been able to get. But at the same time, when you start talking about things like, uh, you know, privacy, you know, on the web and just, just, um, you know, when you think uh, like, like Silicon Valley, like, you know, the mm-hmm. startup culture and, you know, all those kinds of things, um, I think we may be kind of hitting a bit of like a bubble, you know, with some with some of those things. And so I think what we're going to start to see is that more people are going to maybe decide to kind of be offline a bit. You know, um, I, I, I get yeah. this feeling that being online is not going to be, be at. Um, and so, yeah, I see more stuff happening off offline. Gotcha. Which is kind of interesting, too, with the whole net neutrality thing that is (laughs) out there looming. Like, I know for sure I'll be giving up a lot of stuff. Right. I can't pay a la carte for. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting to hear that as well. Um, The one thing, too, I don't think the question that I got was, were there any trends for love that stand out for any signs, particularly <laughs> Libra. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, well, let's see. Libra is going to be having Saturn. So Saturn is going to be moving into your home zone um, for Libra. So I think a lot okay. of Libras are going to be, in terms of like love and relationship, it's going to be more about like building a family, you know, um, settling down, uh, perhaps getting married, but this is more going to be like a lot of Libras are going to be more centered on like kind of building a foundation with their loved one, um, or with a loved one. Okay. So, um, in terms of love, that's, that, that's the, that's the biggest thing that kind of jumps out to me. Okay. Um, so there you go. The person who wants to know about their love life in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because I think I was reading um, 
I'm not sure if you retweeted it or what's it's um SR Reynolds. Um yes, uh, Sam Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um on Twitter I th- one I think he retweeted it and it was talking about like, you know, what to expect in 2018 mm-hmm. and love. And <laughs> you know, naturally I'm right. like, all right, I'm single, let me see what it say. And it ain't say nothing, so <laughs> It was more like you you had um, laid this foundation because some planet was somewhere for me mm-hmm. since 2014 and now it's moving on. And so it's time for me to build on the foundation that I've built for the last like three years. So, but yeah, so girl, I, the person who asked that question, <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope your love life, yeah. you get what you want in 2018. <laughs> I think I think Libras in general and like Libra risings and Libra influence people have just been kind of going through like a paring down process in terms of like the people in their lives and um, mm. I think you know with Saturn going into Capricorn it's just going to be a continuation of like quality choosing over quality over quantity and so I'm not sure if this is in your expertise or anything but mm-hmm. you know with the new moons and full moons when those happen are there any rituals that you do or you tell your clients who come mm-hmm. to you for readings to do? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the the rituals, in ter- they, they tend to be pretty expansive just because uh, each new moon and full moon tends to fall in different signs. And so usually like when, when I'm talking about like rituals, I usually try to gear it towards like the theme um of that sign or you know lessons around that particular moon depending on like if that moon is making any connections to like any of the other planets you know in the sky so um i like for example we have this full moon coming up on december 3rd and um that's in gemini and usually you know like this this full moon is a bit tricky because it is having like some weird stuff going on with like neptune which is like the planet of like illusion um so this is really kind of like a moon where it's like really trying to pay attention to the facts, you know, facts over fiction, um, being mindful of like the information, being mindful of the fact that we might not have the whole story, like all those of things may come up around it. So usually, you know, a ritual will be like, you know, um, maybe working with like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the crown chakra, you know, being able to see things clearly, being able to trust um, intuition, you know, because sometimes um, or rather oftentimes when we don't have like the logic, you know, or like the rationale of something, we need to be able to trust our intuition, the inner guidance, you know, in order for us to, to, you know, survive or do what it is that we need to do. So, um, yeah, so that, that's just kind of some of the things. So it, it really depends on what that particular moon is doing and what it has to say. And then usually I try to gear the rituals like around that. But the other thing I should say too, is that, you know, you don't always have to do a ritual around the moon. You know, um, especially okay. too, like oh. when you've asked for something or you, you know, you've did like, you know, some spell work or maybe set a prayer or an intention or whatever it is that you choose to call that ask, like, you know, working with the universe or asking God or what, whatever, uh, you know, people choose to name it, but, um, you don't have to do it every single time because sometimes you just have to let whatever you've uh, asked for, just kind of cook, you know, and just because if you keep coming back and asking and asking over and over again, it puts like a desperate sort of energy on it. And desperation is like the antithesis to, um, Mm. it's like anti-abundance, you know, it's anti 
um, anti, you know, receptivity or, or receiving, mm-hmm. um, because when you are in a place of abundance or you're on that wavelength of receiving, it's kind of like, you just, you're just trusting the flow, you know, as long as you're doing what you can, you're trusting that the flow is always going to, you know, greet you in some way, shape or form. But when you're constantly, you know, putting, you know, doing spells and this and rituals and that, and that it's just like, it's just too much, um, just too much, too much busy work. And so, that's interesting. I've never heard someone say that. Um, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, I like the perspective because I, I know some people who do, you know, full moon rituals, new moon rituals. Um, I'm not sure the frequency, but I feel like some of them do it fairly regularly and um, mm-hmm. have their whole process. So, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know there was like a little sort of uh, inside joke uh, amongst some of us, like astrologers and tarot readers around uh, the eclipses that we had back in August over the summer. And Mm -hmm. um, there was like a bunch of, uh, you know, people online asking, oh, what ritual should we be doing for the eclipses? And we were like, the eclipses are going to do the rituals for you. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Like, whatever (laughs) needs to be done, the eclipses are going to handle that. Like, trust it. Like, just... Just, just you know, do what you can. <laughs> just do what you can, and and you know, uh, try to try to you know keep it keep it moving. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so is that I've I don't think I mean outside of doing like sage, like I've never done like the process of you know the writing things down for the ritual and burning it as some people may do. So I'm just a sager, and I might do intention, but that's about it for me. <laughs> And that's fine. Like, you know, you don't always have to do like elaborate, uh, you know, rituals and things of that nature, unless you want to, unless it's something like, it should always be something that you feel good doing that you're excited to do, you know, because you also want to think about the energy. Like if it's something that you're like, Oh my God, like, I don't, this is like, and I got to do this and that, you know, like if you're not looking forward to it, if it's not something that speaks to you, then I, I definitely say, don't, don't even try to go down that road. Like just, you know, stick stick to what works for you gotcha. and what resonates with you. And that's like the best possible thing that you can do. I like that advice. <laughs> <laughs> and so any, I guess, like one little piece of, I said, the sage wisdom that you would give the listeners um, from your astro coaching perspective as we move into 2018? Um, yeah, I guess this may be something that I feel like I've been kind of saying this a lot recently, just because of like the high anxiety energy that's like in the air right now. But I guess, you know, and this, I, I guess also this kind of speaks to Sag, you know, the, the spirit of Sagittarius season is that, you know, find your joy, you know, don't, don't let the world suck the joy out of your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Say that one more time. <laughs> don't let the world suck the joy out of your life. Um, you know, I mean, life can be incredibly tough. You know, there's a million things going on in the world that we hear about on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not paying, you know, that you shouldn't pay attention or you shouldn't care or want to do things or want to do your part to try to improve, um, you know, the and, and positively impact the world around you. But, there has to be some balance, you know, like, um, it can't, it can't just be mm-hmm. all 
work and all, um, you know, fight all the time. Like it, you have to ha- make room for joy. And I would say that, you know, going into 2018, mm-hmm. especially, you know, as these planets start to like shift and, you know, Saturn goes home to Capricorn, it's like, you know, make room for the joy. Um, you know, if you can get offline and hang out with the real people that are really in your life in front of you, like do that. Like, but really just <laughs> the real people in front of yes. you. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you that virtual world can get so tricky, but you know, um, yeah, like, you know, make, just, just make time for joy. Don't, don't, don't let the world steal your joy. Um, there's so much beauty in the world that is left. You know, the world is a humongous place and, you know, it, there are powers that be that want us to make, to, that wanted to make, to make us think that it's a lot smaller and a lot pettier and a lot darker than what it really is. And I just want to say that, like, you know, especially while Jupiter, the planet of Sagittarius, is traveling through Scorpio and lots of things are going to be dug up and exposed, you know, just just know when enough is enough. You know, know your limit. <laughs> know your <laughs> you know limit, I mean? people. Like, like uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just 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 be mindful of, of the things that, you know, kind of trigger you and. Um, you know, zap your strength and zap your energy and, and just, you know, like I said, like make room to do the things that you love and with the people that you love. So that way you can continue to hold on to that joy. I like it. Like let those vampires out of your life. (laughs) They just drain your energy. And it's so hard um, with just so much that's happening in the world. Um, it's like you want to stay connected to know what's happening, but at the same time, if you disconnect and then it feels like you don't know what's going on at all. So that's kind of where I'm wedged in between. Like, I just have to check out of the news right now yeah. because yeah, I, mean, I just I, can't right I, now. I don't think, you know, I can't. we're not built to process information like this on such a wide scale, you know, and it is sort of no um, Mm -hmm. coincidence that depression and anxiety is at an all time high, you know what I mean? And I don't, you know, I I know it's not just like the internet, but you know, there's other factors involved, but you know, when you see every other story or every other link or just, you know, things about, you know, this is happening and, you know, slavery in Libya and the nuclear bombs and, you know, all of this stuff just being thrown at you day after day after day, nonstop on top of yeah on top of what you're already dealing with like i can't pay my bills or i'm looking for a job or like it's just so much piled on exactly and it's just it's too much it's too much and like i said we have to be able to like just kind of i feel like we we need to be able to know our limit in terms of like how much we can take and how much we can absorb and that's why i'm just like you know like don't 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 let the world like steal your happiness because it's, it's, it's just, you, you need, you need it, you know, it, you need it in order to function. Like you need to, to have that sense of joy. And so, yeah, I just tell people to be really mindful of that, especially around this time of year, because this time of year tends to be really hard on people um, for a number of reasons. So, you know, don't, don't, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. I love it. And so before we wrap up, can you just tell everyone where they can find you again on social media and what's your website? Sure. So you can find me at my website is mylifecreated.com. And um, I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is like 
the place where I tend to um, share most of my stuff uh, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and that's uh, at The Mechanism, and that's M-E-C-C-A-N-I-S-M, at The Mechanism on Twitter. So I will have links to all of um, the social media and to Mecca's website in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. So thanks for coming back, Mecca. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Me too. This was fun. All right. That's it for episode 40. Thank you to our guest, Mecca Woods. And be sure to follow her on Twitter and check out her website and wherever she posts her horoscopes. They're really, really good, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast app that you listen to all of your favorite podcasts on. And while you're at it, don't forget to leave a review too. You never know, you might hear your review on one of the episodes on the Boonie Breakdown podcast. Again, follow us on social media, uh, Boonie Breakdown on Twitter, The Boonie Breakdown on Facebook and Instagram. And just keep sharing the episode with everyone you love, people you don't even love. <laughs> but when you guys spread the word, it helps get the podcast out there. And I don't make these pretty images for nothing. So feel free to take a screenshot, share it, or repost the audiogram. So that's it. Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.